Hey, how y'all doing? It's your host with the most DB, aka Dakari, bringing it to you live on another episode of Without Boundaries. Without further ado, I'm gonna let my co-host introduce themselves and let's get it rocking. What's good, y'all? This is your co-host James, and thank you for checking out this week's episode of the Without Boundaries podcast. We appreciate y'all and thank you for listening. Stay tuned. What's cracking, everybody? It's your co-host Malik, and welcome to this week's episode of Without Boundaries. We appreciate all the listeners, and we hope you guys enjoy this week's episode. Thank you. All right, guys. Welcome back to episode eight now of Without Boundaries. Uh, We're going to get straight into the topics today. Um, So... I'm pretty sure you guys have heard what's been going on across the world in uh, Lebanon and Indonesia, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of want to start out with, um, you know, just have prayers up to those people over there in those countries, man. Prayers up to anyone that's uh, going through any hardships over there. Uh, we'll briefly talk on it. I'm not going to spend too much time on it, but, you know, it's, it's never good. First off, the Lebanon thing. Did you guys see that video? Yeah. yeah. I actually saw after the last podcast. That it it literally looked like something out of a movie. Mm-hmm. Definitely, that explosion was kind of crazy. I'm not gonna lie, like it was. It, it was like literally like what, uh, two explosions in one or something like that. Like it started yeah. off like real dormant or light, whatever, and then it kind of just turned to a mass explosion. Like the one where someone had recorded on the water was honestly the craziest one I've seen. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it was real crazy. Yeah, prayers out to everyone out there, man. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And then, you know, what's going on in Indonesia with that <laughs> volcano and it's sending pretty much a cloud of ash all over mm-hmm. that whole area that's affected. Like, you know, that's that's, that's some wild stuff, man. 2020 is becoming a wild year, if not our Not. 2020 has been a wild year. And we're not even done. we like at almost three quarters of the way. But it's like, it's real. It's just a, it's going to be an unforgettable year for good and bad. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully, um, hopefully some type of good comes from it, you know? Yeah. But um, I kind of want to touch on, uh, let, well, since we're talking about 2020, I'll actually go ahead and switch the order here. But um, as you guys know, uh, Joe Biden is running for president. <laughs> <laughs> and, mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, we, we have a very special uh, guest on here who's um, not even a guest. He's a co-host, actually. <gasps> He's running. He's running for president, guys. I don't know if you guys are aware of the platform, but uh, Senator Leak, Senator Leak, he's uh, he has a few words for uh, Joe Biden and uh, kind of what what's your thoughts on his presidency? And we're gonna get into um his VP in a minute. Um, how you, how's everyone doing? It's Senator Leak here. Um, yeah, be yeah, be on the lookout for my uh, presidential campaign in about a decade or so. God, <laughs> I mean, I mean, hey, you know the rule you got to be at least thirty-five to run for president. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know. So, and you know, in the meantime, uh, in between those time, that time frame, I'll be doing the best I can to be the best that I can to everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as Joe Biden's concerned, though, um, it's 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 kind of really hard, honestly, to really be supportive like a hundred percent you know i can't be a hundred percent supportive of joe biden however he's the best of what we got if you ask me sadly yeah you know it's not it's not always the best you know what i'm saying but yeah he's the best that we got and we're just gonna have to deal with that now 
I don't know if you guys saw it, but even Obama, you know, he, of course, he supports um, Biden, but, you know, he's not all on board the way that you would expect, you know, really. And so, you know, he's kind of just minding his business. You know, he didn't want to run up, you know, for VP and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't really have honestly too much to say for Biden. We'll see uh, where he takes us. Um, It's going to be a weird dynamic with him and his new his newly announced VP. Mm-hmm. Um, they, could, they could keep both, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um you would think that um did y'all want to just dive into that as well right now too? Yeah, we can go ahead and talk about um Kamala Harris. Yeah, Kamala Harris has been announced. Yeah, so name. recently um in the presidential news for the election this year, um, Kamala Harris was announced as Joe Biden's <laughs> VP. Um, she is a black and also apparently Indian as well as Asian woman that has um, taken the throne as his running mate. And if she is to win this election, she will be the first woman who's also black, Indian, and Asian to hold the second highest rank um, within the nation when it comes to the presidential cabinet. She will also be the first black woman to honestly be a vice president and the first woman to even be vice president. Um, For those who don't know who she is, Camilla Harris is um, a senator from California. She was a a DA of California for, I think, was it like seven, ten years or something like that? Eight. Eight years. Mm -hmm. She had, um, you know, a pretty high conviction rate, incarceration rate. um, 76%. Majority minorities. Um, so, you know, she, she has a little, uh, you know, background within, not judicial, but, um, kind of in the justice system and kind of, uh, you know, spearheading, you know, different types of reform and everything. But also I feel like, you know, I don't know if you guys remember when she was running for president or not. Um, do you guys remember her kind of campaigns and the stuff that she was kind of doing to kind of garner the minority vote? I do not remember, honestly. Yeah. So, um, I, I kind of want to touch on it because, like I said, it's like we were talking about before. It's kind of like the best of a bad situation with uh, Joe and Kamala. Like, of course, we don't want, you know, the Don up in there right now. But uh, <laughs> we want anyone else that's kind of going to give it a real fair chance. But, um, you know, I feel like when it comes to him picking his VP, I, I just feel like he could have went someone like maybe a Julian Castro. Someone who was, you know, the youngest member in President Obama's cabinet. He was the secretary of housing. Also, he was a Latino American, a minority, and he also came from a impoverished family. And he also has a brother who's also, I think he's a governor, if I'm not mistaken, either a governor or mayor of some a city in Texas. But I would rather would have him over Kamala just because for the fact of not not because of any type of, you know, man and woman argument, but just because, you know, he's experienced in the cabinet. He actually has some type of background when it comes to being involved with the president, a sitting president at that. And, you know, he can give a better perspective, I feel like, from a minority group that is honestly unheard of or even talked about with the Latino community. Now, granted, um, Camilla is a minority herself, but I don't know. Like I said, you guys have seen the videos and seen how she was beforehand, but it's kind of like she tries to play a black card a little too much for me. And I really don't kind of think that's the way to go to kind of get that black vote. I kind of want to touch on what you guys kind of think about that because, you know, I kind of think that she's like, well, I'm black, so you could kind of, like, vote for me. And she's trying to, like, uh, she's trying to kind of, like, niggify it up. 
if that makes sense. <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw the video where she was. She went down to the neighborhood. She picked up a rib off the truck and danced eating a rib in front of everyone. Was like, oh, see, okay, see, see, because because the thing is, both of them have done a lot of nigga fine. Because I remember seeing a video of Joe Biden mm-hmm. when he was doing his uh, you know, campaign run. He was mm-hmm. handing out fried chicken to black people. Yeah, something about Joe Biden hanging, you know, handing out fried chicken. Like you couldn't hand out anything else. You had to hand out fried chicken. And so you this know man the, around thinking he's a colonel. Yeah, and he might yeah, you know, the plantation work plantation manager, whatever he is. Mm-hmm. So I don't even. I don't. Just, that just never sat well with me. Like you could have. Yeah. Well, you know, back in his time, like when he was, I think, like just a regular like senator or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, he supported like Bussin back in the day. So he supported like what was Bussin was like the segregation of like uh, colored people on buses and stuff like that. If I remember. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. So, you know, so I, yeah. I don't know. He a little wishy washy too. No, and like I just feel like okay, Joe Biden is the best of a bad situation, but like. Ah, I'm cool off him too because <laughs> he's just and and then he just makes radical statements like he knows black people hate Trump so he's like he's using the same thing as Kamala Harris like yeah he's using like, like Trump's bad did, nature yeah he's like who else y'all gonna pick black folk like he, the statement he said you're not black if you vote for if you vote for Trump or something yeah like he that. was on an interview with Charlemagne yeah like look right like he's why okay why is Joe Biden on the Breakfast like. Like it's just like he's doing. He think he the, he one of us. He think he one of the people. Like he's 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 understanding that black people don't like Trump, so he's doing all this. You know, it doesn't seem genuine, and I understand politicians are not genuine, but it's just a little too, you know, doing the most for me. And then yeah. I also remember seeing, and I don't know how old this man is, but I remember seeing a a, a video of him um, when he was on stage with his wife and mm-hmm. his sister. And he confused his wife for his sister. <laughs> and I'm just like, you know, I don't know about Joe Biden. I don't know. Yeah. He said he's the oldest president to sit there and run for president and to get nominated to be a president. In he's this? At the age yeah. of 76. He's 76? Yep. Mm. And this is exactly why it's really hard to honestly say whether or not this is a victory or not. Because, um, yeah, you know, you got the victory in the sense of, yeah, she's, you know, going to be the first woman of I color. Just, um, before you go, Emily, I just want to correct myself. Joe Biden's actually 77, my fault. Even yeah. older. Damn. Yeah, he's born in 1942. <laughs> 1942, wow. Yeah, no. Uh, but, um, but, um, yeah, it's, it's really hard. You know, she's, she'll be the first woman of color, black, Indian, Asian American woman to be in that position. And it's, so that's noble. Yeah, you know, it's very good and all, but and you know, she does have a you know, she she does have a really good resume. Um I'm not gonna sit here and bash her like that, you know, because of the things that she supports, um, you know, with it being healthcare reform, uh the scheduling of cannabis um, you know, the Dream Act and you know, uh progressive tax reform, stuff like that. You know, she you know, I, I she you know she's in support of things like that. So um, you know, it, it it would be good to see those things happen. However, at the same time, like you mentioned, D B, 
she has a very high convict felon conviction rate in California. Yeah. And Joe Biden is no better. So it seems like everybody's gonna be going to jail. You yeah. know, with mm-hmm. with yeah, with them two being the president. Mm-hmm. It, seems, yeah, it seems like no matter what, you know, no matter yeah. what happens, we're all gonna be going to jail. And it's not yeah. like we don't wanna sit there and say not vote for them, but it's like it's like what better kind of do we have right now? Like we need to get Trump out of office, definitely. But the but, thing is, why do we always have to settle? Yeah. Like, why can't we have a, a for sure better candidate? We always have to settle for a, a bum. Like, well, I think Joe is- Biden kind of got the, you know, Democratic nominee just because of the cloud of him being VP to the first black president. Yeah, he got he got that um that cosign, yeah. which is a big one. But it's like and he got Michelle Blessing. Exactly. You got all the black folk. He, he damn near think he's black now. Yeah, definitely does. And that's mm-hmm. and, and that's what it is, you know. And that's the tactic that they use. Smart, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's good campaign. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> That's the tactic you use to win. And I mean, kudos to you for taking advantage of an opportunity like that. But will you be reelected in four years if you are the president? Of the See, United the thing States? is, he might if another trash candidate comes in. Like, going back to that sudden, right? Exactly. Oh, hey, on a side note, did y'all know that Trump is seventy four? Mm, yeah, he look, he look, he look older, bro. And then, you, did you know Nancy Pelosi is eighty? <laughs> <laughs> How is she eighty, bro? Yo, I be seeing her on the news. She be looking like a smooth, like I don't know, fifty, sixty. Nah, you she, know you gotta uh, you gotta catch her off too. But she gonna be having the shakies. Trembles. <laughs> The jitters. Okay. Um, we... you're, you're a wild. You're, you're wild. <laughs> right now. for the people. But um, yeah, I think it's just kind of overall crazy because we honestly, like you were saying earlier, James and Malik, like we we settle for just kind of like what we can kind of get out of a bad situation. Like we exactly. don't really have a good a good Solid candidate going out. Candidate. But, yeah. But it's like, granted, you know, it's kind of what us the people kind of vote in like you know we give those votes to whatever candidate we think is best suited to do you know our personal preferences come into play that much no because we might vary in different candidacies that we kind of want up there but also at the same time you know i feel like if we really want someone solid we kind of have to actually look into these candidates because i feel like the majority of the democratic nominees you know running for president kind of weren't really considered for what they actually brought to the table i think yeah that, that's everyone kind of saw joe they were like okay yeah he, he was with obama so he gotta be cool people saw bernie and it was like oh he want free everything definitely got a vibe with him people saw elizabeth warren and they were like oh my gosh she's such a strong progressive woman like we need this like i feel like it was just basically like everyone had a headliner no one really had no everyone had substance but no one really wanted to look into the substance if that makes sense mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's kind of where we lack off. Like, you know, we care about politics. The average Joe cares about politics maybe 25%. They just care about what directly affects them. Of course. Man, but we just all vote based off of what we hear instead of doing our own research. Exactly. You hear that this person is for the people. You you don't even have to say anything. You can be Kamala Harris and you can just be the first woman of color. And yeah, you already got votes. You know, you don't. Yeah. You know, they you they do not have to agree with your stand. And yeah, yeah, like what you want. And and, and that's 
it's very misleading. And that's why, honestly, we need someone like Senator Leak in office because <laughs> yes, sir. I'm honestly going to give everything that I promise to you guys. I, I can't say, I can't speak on any promises currently just because we're not in that time yet. You know, um, so. But who you going to pick as VP? Who am I going to pick as VP? Yeah. Man, I'm really thinking about you guys, man, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want I, one. Hey, hey, who who said that? Who said that? Why do I have to why do I have to reform and you know go to what the norm is, you know? Who wasn't who that, said wasn't who said you can't have to No, 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 I'm I'm definitely not American, so it has to be Diddy. <laughs> but see, <laughs> and that's the thing. And, and and that's the thing, man. Is is it because you're is it, is it because you're not American that you say that? No, like I'm a like I physically cannot like it's even no. like it's <laughs> oh. illegal. <laughs> oh, a whole different country, dude. Yeah, so a DB's a man. No, I, I I didn't know you was literally from. Okay, but I got you though. <laughs> well, hey, you'll still be running with us though. Perfect. I'm gonna be on the. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna be kissing babies. <laughs> no, you can be like that little uh that bodyguard DB kind of like standing in front of the press and everything. I'm not about to be no bodyguard. <laughs> You don't want to be a British? I'm, I'm, not about to, I'm not about to be Secret Service. I mean, and my yeah. man's the president. Bro, I'll give you a clean suit area. Bro, no, I'm going to be like Chief of Staff. Personal details. DP, yeah, DP. facts. Bro, no, I'm not being a security guard. I'm telling you, bro. I'm making sure you get the hookup. That's too low for my boy, James. Exactly. Bro. But I need That's a chief low. executive I'm, officer. Yeah. All right. Head of security. But, <laughs> but I'm not Paul Black, but stop disrespecting me. Oh my God. I never said he was a mall cop, but you the white house nah, cop. Nah, nah, because I'm not a security. Yeah, nah, I'm not day-day. Mm. Are you crazy? Holy moly, donuts. I said head of security. Right, yeah. I'm going I'm to let them touch you, then. I'm not going to be doing crazy. my job. So you going to let them scuff up my little jacket? My, my sneakers? Yeah, I'm going I'm to I'm let them put I the paws on Yep. I'm letting you know if I if I become VP, I'm gonna get that little uh, Reverend Al Sharpton haircut. Oh, oh no! <laughs> I'm gonna come in like the Reverend every day. You look like my Sunday's best. Oh my goodness! You gotta, you gotta wear the Steve Harvey suit, the big jaw. <laughs> Definitely, I'm gonna have chill, a chill. And you gonna you gonna be in the Cadillac? Hey. I'm gonna walk with hey. it everywhere. Exactly. Say I got a condition, but all I'm doing is walking around with it. Man, it said that I was sharpened. But, um, wow. So, <laughs> switching gears into um, more serious talks. Um, Sean Jackson, um, I don't know if anyone listening has a Twitter, but if you kind of go on there and you type in uh, hashtag Sean Jackson, you'll see what I'm talking about. But, um, you know, Sean Jackson is a black teen. Um, I forget what state he is. I'm trying to... Florida. Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, he basically uh, was in a courtroom was trying to be convicted, and he asked if he could be convicted as a white man. Now, let's see mm-hmm. think about this now. A black teen, you know, he can't be but so, you know, so young, so old. You know, for him to sit there and realize the racial injustice there there is in a judicial system, I think honestly speaks volumes. You sit there and you're a black young male, and you ask to be tried as a white man. Because, you know, typically that white males get off with a lot more crazier stuff and the least sentences, whether it be parole, less years, etc., so for him to be a young teen and to realize that honestly the world is so messed up that he has to sit there and plead as a white man when he's physically a black man, 
what what does that really say about our judicial system? You know, what does that really say about how justice is actually served to where we have to sit there portray ourselves as different races when clearly we're not even that race and at the same time just to get justice in a proper way on our end. You know, I don't think it was more so you know, him trying to get a lenient case, but I was think it's more so him trying to get a fair case. Exactly. Because yeah. yeah. he, he already he already goes into that courtroom knowing all odds are stacked against him because of the color of his skin. It doesn't matter what he did. He just he just knows he's gonna get a a harsher punishment because yeah. of the perception of him and how he looks. And I and the kid is only nineteen, and it's like, as a nineteen year old, you're like, this shouldn't be that big of a, like, nineteen year olds have other things to worry about, but like for him to even already understand that. Yeah, you're going to be done dirty at 19. Like you will not make, depending on what he did. I wasn't sure what he did, but it was it was gun charges. Gun charges. So like even just just because of that, like he's gonna and do you know more, how many, more uh, time. Rooting, tooting, pooting, you know, gun toting white people that I see, you know, every day on a day to day basis. But that's especially what I, in Florida, that's, a, that's what I was gonna touch on. Like it's like in in Florida in particular, but there, Florida. The gun laws are so relaxed over there, bro. Yeah, yeah. open, open carry too, or something like that. Bro, yeah, yeah. In Florida, in particular, there are, there have mm-hmm. been several cases in the past yeah, where so, you know, the, yeah, the black men have been convicted and have served a significant amount of jail time by the white people, like you said, DB probation. Community service, you know, this this simple things, you know, the little, little, you know, the little slap on the cheek, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you know, but um, it definitely says a lot though, to answer your question because, like, like you two both said, him being a 19 year old and um, having that request and refusing to plead guilty or not guilty until that request was made. Um, I like the stand. I feel like mm-hmm. I feel like a lot, you know, a lot of uh, more people will do the same, following those footsteps. Um, you know, obviously, you can't, you know, you can't do anything to him in the courtroom for mm-hmm. that. Um, and there, you know, and I believe the the courtroom in which he was in, they are reviewing it and they're gonna like think it over or whatever, but. Um, it's good that they're at least thinking it over, but we yeah. shouldn't have to get to the point of thanking in the first place. Yeah, like they're they're gonna make an example out of him, and he already knows that at the young age of nineteen. Like, like, and all he wants is to to be able to have the ability to um to rewrite his wrongs. He's only nineteen; he has his full life ahead of him, and a lot of nineteen-year-olds and teenagers make mistakes. Yeah, he just he's just asking for for him for them to consider him. And not just write him off. And do we? Oh, I'm sorry. Do we even know the significance of his gun charges? Like, do we know mm-hmm. what? Like, like, what exactly it was? I don't even know. But I don't know. No, knowing that situation, okay, yeah. in simple like possession, but I, I don't know exactly what it is. Uh, it says a courtroom in Florida, Tampa, Florida, was shocked after a 19 year old teenager requested to be tried as a white teenager. Hold on, that's what. Um. Okay, doesn't I don't see anything about it. Yeah, but yeah. charge. That's honestly besides the point. Like, 
think about this from a broader perspective, right? You know, this is just a case in Florida. Imagine how many cases like this are going around around the country. And imagine how much faith is lost in the judiciary system if, if stuff like this has to occur. Stuff like this is even asked of, you know. Let's just take that on a broader on a broader scope to sit there and realize that, you know, I don't think, in all honesty, until, like, maybe it might be have the, a generational sweep that something like reforming the criminal justice system and the judiciary system can only take place. Like, I feel like if you were to sit there and do a whole reset of a generational, like, you know, reset of the personnel and people that's involved and people who look at the cases and everything few in between that I think that might be the only way that you might get some type of true change because at the same time, those people are coming from either a, the same situation as you, because a lot more of our uh, young black and honestly, a lot of minorities are trying to, you know, come up in the world and trying to get, you know, positions of power now and try to get more, you know, active within the community. But also like, you know, a lot of people of Caucasian descent, you know, Asian descent, whatever the case may be, you know, a lot of those people are kind of standing with us now. So I think it's more so that I think we just kind of need like a personnel swap. Like, you know, you sitting there, you playing the game or even if you've ever been in a like actual like whatever type of sport you play, you've been in a game, you switch out personnel to better, mm-hmm. you know, assess the situation and kind of go about it from there and see what type of change you can make positively. Same scenario, same situation. We need to change out the personnel with maybe some young blood. As you can see, I didn't even know that we had people that old all up in the White House. So I think we damn sure need some new <laughs> Exactly. Like you're born in the forties and you're trying to you're like like it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks. Definitely. So it's At like you're already twenty three, I think that's when the mind is already set in stone and it's in it's happening. Yeah, like you're already stuck in your ways and your ideas and viewpoints of people. And the forties was a wild time. <laughs> like even okay, they probably weren't old enough in the forties, but the fifties Come on, no. And like, the 60s? The 60s. And the 70s. Yeah, the, the civil rights and all that stuff. Exactly. Yeah, like, you, right. still, you probably still are in the mind, <laughs> Like, it's just... You're probably still, honestly, in that mind. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. You know, that's the thing, like, if you really think about politics, you know, does it really help that we have mm. this, this type of kind of stigma of, you know, everyone kind of in the house is either from 40 to kind of like 70, 80? Like, is that really something that we kind of want in the house? Like, granted, we know they take those positions young and everything in their time, but it's just like, do you think there should be, like, an age limit of how old you have to be until you can kind of get out of office? Because I feel like... It, honestly, should, it should be. It yeah. should be because... Um, <gasps> this is you know, quick It's very point. perspectives. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like, how you can see, like, with the, with the younger governors and senators, like, in Oregon, mm-hmm. like, I'm pretty sure their, their governor was... I'm not sure if it was governor or mayor. He was young, and he was... He understood... A lot of the situations that were going on, and he was in the crowd protesting. Yeah. I promise you, a man who was born in the '40s would not be out there in the crowd. So yeah. I feel like, like you understand better when you can relate to the people who you're governing. Like, I agree. Like yeah. it, it, it doesn't make sense that a a 78 year old man or woman can can really understand what a 19 or 20 year old. Uh, or teenager or a young adult is thinking or feeling because you just think like oh all these young people like like we've heard some of our grandparents like they think we're just young people we're lazy we're not like and imagine if our our someone who is um who who governs us thinks like that about us so it's like I feel like there should be an age 
maximum limit. Yeah, that's what I was because when that when the, when the question was first asked, I was I don't think it should be a requirement for when you come in, but definitely for when you're on your way out. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it should not reach a, it, it should not reach past a certain age. You know, we uh, a certain generation. I really feel like each generation should have some type of say in what is going on in the world. Exactly. And like, for yeah, for it to be people who were born in the forties, you know, like where does that get us? <clears throat> like like you both said, they're not out there doing the work. They're not out there personally. You know, at the meetings, at the press conferences, the protests, you know, they're not out there. They don't feel what we feel. They don't feel what mm-hmm. other young adults feel. They don't know mm-hmm. what exactly it is that we're going through because they're so stuck in their old ways. Now, mm-hmm. at that yeah. age, anyways, why are you in office? You should be retiring, kicking it exactly. with your, your grandkids, you your great grandkids. I'm, I'm going to play devil, devil's advocate on my own question. So, say for instance, you you have someone like that, right? They've been born in the forties, thirties, maybe fifties, um, and they sit there and they tell you, "Well, I've been through this significant event. I've been through the civil rights era. I've been through this world war. I've been through this, 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 and this, and this, and I have more experience than you do currently in twenty twenty. And I think that I'm very qualified for being in it, just because I've lived through these times and I've been through these times. So, how would you combat? And I'm asking you both this. How would you combat someone like that who, you know, would speak against having young blood in there just because they've lived through something so traumatic? Mm, good question. Um, I feel like it just doesn't relate to our current status. Okay, you can have lived through a lot of different eras, but are you willing? Are they willing to understand the current era? Like, like even with like a lot of let's say like gay rights movements. Like, okay. A lot of people have, a lot of these older people have been through a lot of movements, uh, black black rights movements. Like, yeah, I've been through movements, but they're so against, like, the gay rights movement. Yeah. So it's like, I feel like a lot of it is just context and understanding. Okay, good enough. A lot of it might be just situational on kind of what's going on at the time. That's what, that's what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, for everything that you're saying, like, one... Yeah, you've experienced that, but what was your stand on it? You know, like mm-hmm. what, like what was your belief at that time? Uh, how do you feel now? Have you changed? Have you evolved? Like, has your mindset in any way, you know, like reformed? Like, is it an evolution going on? And like you said, um, you know, it, it it could it could very well just be situational. Just because you've experienced that does not mean I haven't had my own experiences. We just experience different things at different times, and exactly. that doesn't that doesn't make you more qualified at all, um, because at the end of the day, your knowledge can be the same as my knowledge. However, I'm more fit for what's currently going on, which makes me automatically the better candidate. Um, you know, I, you know, be, me being a younger person, referring, you know, talking to an older person. So I honestly don't feel like using that I've been through more, that doesn't mean anything because yeah. um what a, a lot a lot of times I like to say, yo, uh, kids teach their parents a lot. And that is one thing. You know, and exactly. that and, and that is <laughs> that is a similar thing. Kids teach their parents a lot of things. And 
parents parents will be stuck in their old ways you know you got parents who stuck in their old ways and like you said james is going to the gay rights thing you know you might have a child who's gay and you know obviously you know if their parents truly loves them they'll accept them they'll you know they'll open up it, even you know it may take some time but you know eventually you can rekindle a relationship you will have a no a whole new perspective on mm-hmm. gay people and mm-hmm. how they are instead of thinking oh yeah they're this they're that so exactly. i don't feel like you know sitting here saying that i've been through more that's honestly equivalent to a, a, a person of color using the race car and saying that you know i should be here because i'm black that's literally the equivalent if you ask me yeah no i feel that and like um like the thing is you've been if a person uses the uh example of i've been through more but like what is your role in what you've been through? Like, did exactly. you or did you just let it just, you just witnessed it? Like, what, mm-hmm. what was your impact on what you experienced? Because a lot of people can say they've been through a lot of these things, but have never been played a role or it hasn't even affected them. They just lived through it. Yeah. Living through things and experience and um, being impacted by things is different. Totally different. Totally different. I feel like a lot of people kind of group themselves that if something major happened in their time frame, it, it automatically they've lived through right? it, exactly directly you really weren't you know exactly directly you specifically weren't so yeah. it's just like what what significance uh, would even say that i've lived through this time so i experienced it like i think it honestly all boils down to the personality of the person and how their stance was then versus how it is now like you said malik like i think they need to be on the same page as they once were you know keeping that same energy not sitting there switching up just because of the times, but sitting there and actually standing strong within their morals. I think a moral standpoint, a moral compass, and strong beliefs from what you started with to what you're ending with, and you're sticking by your guns to ultimately sit there, and you can have some type of judgment off that, you know? I don't think, exactly. you know, switching up just because it's cool or it's trendy is the way to go, because I feel like a lot of people kind of do that nowadays. They switch up because everything is trendy. They want to sit there, and they want to get with this trend, and well, people like this, so I'm mm-hmm. wanting to sit here and support this when in all reality, they really don't like it. So, I think that's kind of where, you know, that whole situation can come into play right there. Makes sense. But, um, also, something that should be trendy, the November election. Let's sit there and talk about that because it's it's fairly approaching very fast. You know, it's coming with a head of steam. Um, like I said, uh, you know, just if you guys want to make a difference, if you guys want to sit there and vote, um, please don't don't waste the vote. Don't sit there and not vote. Don't sit there and write in a Kanye or a Harambe or I don't know your next door mailman's name. Like people really did like Harambe. That's so yeah. Really, I know. Uh, don't waste your don't waste your time because you're yeah. making a fool out of yourself. Harambe it's not had funny. like what nine percent in twenty sixteen. Exactly, it's, 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 it's really ridiculous. Um, I want to touch on that too. Um, I actually today literally just received my letter, um, uh, mm. with the application form to vote absentee. So, and uh, they're encouraging everyone to do so because it saves the risk of people going out. You know, as far as COVID and everything is concerned, yeah, it, it saves people the risk of having to leave their homes in order to vote. You just Literally send in the application form, and then you literally get the registration. You know, you, you know, you get the voting ballot. You send your ballot in. You know, after you filling it out, and by the boom, by the bam, you know, you voted. And um, yeah, 
it's you know it'll definitely probably be some delays you know some faults you know some incidents where some might get lost or whatever however they have been talking about not just pushing it back one week if that's the case but pushing it back two three four you know all the way to 10 weeks and everything like that you know just for example Mm -hmm. um uh, so everyone, please, like you know, like like you just said, everyone, please, as soon as you get the opportunity to go ahead and vote, do it as soon as possible. Do not waste any time because uh, get that your is, as soon as possible. That is only delaying the election. Um, Trump has all you know. They have already said that Trump cannot do so, even though he's trying to. Mm-hmm. But um, you know that also with any fault, any faulties or anything like that. That does keep him in office longer for those of you who do not want him in office. So don't waste any time. Don't play around with this election. We messed around and got Trump in 2016, and a lot of you are not happy. And mm-hmm. so, you know, a lot of people either did not vote or you made a silly vote. Yeah. So, you know, you, that's, you know, okay, you learn. You learned your lesson. Now let's and- get real. If you really don't trust the United States Postal Service because, you know, mail gets lost every day, regular or important. Uh-huh. If you don't um, trust the mail that much, you know, I read a tweet earlier and um, the tweet said, and I quote, don't mail ballots in, drop at Board of Elections or a polling site. This is a or, this is an inside tip from a postal worker. Can't say no more than that. So that was a postal worker tweeting that uh, tweet and. It caught a lot of fire. It actually got uh, 42,000 uh, retweets and 74,000 likes. Um, but, like, you know, if you really don't want to sit there and have your stuff mailed in and feel like your vote's going to get lost or it does, doesn't count, you know, go find go find those polling places. Go find those, you know, board of elections. Go find those polling sites that um, are still going to be open, but you can't really go in and vote. But you can still drop it off, you know. Let it be known that those places are probably still more than likely going to be open for these elections, you just can't go in there and actually vote, but you can damn sure go in there and drop off your paperwork just to mm-hmm. ensure that you know nothing gets lost in the process. Because this election, we we've had four years of chaos, and especially with this year, it's been chaos on chaos on chaos with with no peace of mind issued by President Trump, no you know kind of comforting feeling ever this year or throughout his whole presidency, like. You know, let's let's start making a change in the right direction here. Let's start taking things serious. Let's unite. Let's not play around. Please, I do not want to, I do not want to see Kanye's name on the screen when it comes to election night. I do not want to hear I don't know Jesus walks when that election night comes. I don't want to hear none of that. I don't want to hear no college dropout. I don't want to hear no ultra light beam. I don't want to hear none of that. I only hear Kanye that day. Bro, I don't want Please my, do not write him into the ballot. I don't want I don't want presidents wearing a split suit. If you want some presidential Yeezys, you might as well customize them your damn self because you're not getting them. So don't vote for him. Yeah, red, black, and white Yeezys are horrible. Exactly. And, like, you know, even if you're new to voting and you kind of don't know where to sway, just use your common sense, too. Y'all, just use your common sense in this election. Do you really think that, you know, you want somebody who's kind of been not even – he doesn't even have a high approval rating – when it comes to his own stuff trying to get passed in now. But do you want somebody who has a low approval rating, he has so much turmoil within his own cabinet, turmoil within the own branches of the government involving his shenanigans, and on top of that, 
public unrest with him. Like, can we just all pick somebody that we can all solemnly agree on? We're we're gonna have the Trump supporters. We're gonna have the Republicans. We're gonna have those people that just, you know, goddamn liberals this and liberal that. Not another. Let's let's drop political parties for a minute, please. Can we just vote somebody with common sense to actually have some sort of decency? Mm-hmm. Someone who's devoted their life to being a politician, please. Thank you. Now, not gonna lie, Joe Biden. It's not not everyone's pick, but. It's a start. Uh, he's not it. All you got to do is hold off until Senator Leak is available, y'all. That's all you got to do. You know what? I'll, I'll, I'll even go ahead and vote for Senator Leak. <laughs> but in the right election, not in this one. But, um, yeah, definitely. But, um, yeah, in all seriousness, just please make sure you guys go out and vote. Make sure you guys put in, um, you know, the right paperwork to get that stuff established. If you haven't registered to vote yet and you have age to register, please register too. Uh, every vote matters. Every vote counts. Don't think just because the electoral college is out there that the popular vote does not matter. Like everything matters for this election. Everything is riding on this election. So please go ahead and uh, be wary and be knowledgeable of what you can do to go ahead and uh, make sure that you impact the country in a positive light. Yeah, do your part. Please. Um. So next on the list, um, scrolling on Twitter again, guys, and um, I saw that a black woman who was um, a Seattle police chief um, resigned from being the police chief of Seattle just because of the defunding of the police department. Now, I know this is probably a controversial topic because she's a woman of color, and on top of that, she is a police officer. So, you know, I kind of, and I'll let James go ahead and start off on this one. Like, what do you think about? a black woman specifically and a police officer at that resigning because of defunding of the police when so many people there is and there's a whole lot of things that don't need to be funded to the police because it's not being used for a possible light. What do you what do you think about one of our own sitting there resigning because of the defundment of the police department in Seattle? Mm. I feel like just because you're black does not mean you're for black people. Yeah. So a lot of that's a lot of misconception. Like, like, like a like we there's there's things called coons, like, and the big example of one is Terry Crews. Like, what, like, just because you have this, we share the same skin color does not mean we share the same mindset and yeah. same values. Mm-hmm. So for her taking, she just she made her stance. You can't really hate on her for it, but. She resigned. Okay, they're gonna defund the police because she doesn't. Maybe the police means something a lot to her, but it's like the a lot of bad things are happening to to um your people, her people, our people, because the police have way too much power, and people are just trying to get a control of things. And for her to resign, it doesn't do any of us any harm. Like, okay, go and resign be unemployed How, how's your family gonna eat so she made her stance and you can't really like it is what it is but I, it just goes to show you that she doesn't maybe maybe she has i've never spoken to her maybe she has her own viewpoint but it doesn't make sense to me like you don't have a black child you don't have you don't understand what the police are doing to uh your loved ones yeah your your brothers your sisters yeah, like, it gotta have some sit. sort of relatability. Exactly, and you, what? It, it seems like she's making it about herself. Ah, it's oh. a bigger, it's a bigger cause for me. Go ahead, Lee. I don't know. It's like I'm not. 
I don't totally disagree with you, but I kind of I look at it from a different perspective. Um, I did some reading on it, and um, I can't confirm whether or not this is true. But she said it wasn't about her pay being cut; it was about the lack of respect of her officers. Now, I yeah, I can't really, I can't really see that honestly. Um, she she said that her office, you know, her officers weren't getting the respect uh, because she was asked because you know some citizens pulled up to her crib, they pulled up to her house, basically, you know, talking about the police brutality and everything like that going on. So people were speculating that that is another reason why, you know, because of the pay cuts and everything like that. If everything they figured, you know, they felt like you know she was soft, but you know, I don't feel like you know. I, I, I but I, I kind of do believe her when she said that it wasn't because it it wasn't because of the pay cut and it was because of the lack of respect because she was like come on now you think I'd be that thin skin she used to be you know she's a military vet and she's been in the police department in Seattle for almost thirty years I believe it was twenty eight so I believe you know she probably do got a little hard on you know what I'm saying I, I don't feel like I, I feel like she's pretty thick skin however um, even with that being said I feel like because their mayor mentioned it as well in Seattle, that they were, like, stunned by it because what happened was, I believe the council did it without even consulting her. Mm-hmm. And they, and I, I believe she felt like it was going behind her back, and that is why she did it. Because she was like, there's no, you know, the trust is gone anyways. Now, I do, you know, and a lot of people on the, um, you know, council board and everything, well, a, a lot of people were saying, that you know, she you know they they should not have approved it, and they initially approved it, but then regretted it later. Yeah, um, I do believe some reasons behind it. Obviously, is definitely needed because you know they were talking about cutting about you know not only were the pay cuts for the chief and the higher uh, higher rank officers going to um, decrease, but they were also cutting the numbers down in the department by around a hundred. Mm-hmm. Now. I don't feel like we need as many officers as people like to say, only because I feel like a lot of the crimes that are committed are non, you know, non violent. Yeah, non violent. That's what I mean. Yeah, non violent. You know, you got marijuana charges or, you know, just like little simple petty stuff. There's a lot of like speedings. You know, there's a lot of stuff like that going on. And that's what the majority of our um, charge, you know, the, the charges are. So you need more first, you know, you need more first responders than you do actual police officers, and that's why I feel like, you know, put more money into the first responders instead of the actual police officers themselves, simply for that reason. Now, um, what else was I? What other point was I going to make? Now, ah, I'm trying to give me one. Let me, but, but on, I was about to say on, you're on a good roll, Senator. Yeah. yeah. On, on the, okay. Let me let me touch what you just said on the aspect of what you read about of her resigning because of of um the respect. the disrespect. I I take my whole point back because now that makes more sense because it it never made sense to me why a, a black woman would resign because of defunding of the police like, yeah. but now that you're saying the disrespect as a black woman in law enforcement. In a job surrounded by males, it's more I tremendous. Could, yeah, I could, under, I could, I could I, understand that. That now um, I remember that point. Yeah, we can go ahead. Now. Yeah, uh, well, another thing that was noted was the uh, approving the defunding of the police department in Seattle, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I believe in um, 
it what it does is it's it gives her the lowest um it gives her like the lowest um fund you know funds that they had the lowest budget for their officers however they have the like the most staff members so you know it it really it fucks them up it fucks them up yeah mm-hmm. someone not getting fed yeah 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 that yeah it it really does mess them up in that sense because it, the pay cut is going to be, it's around $4 million. Like a little less than $4 million of the $400 million budget. So it kind of does, you know, it, it it really puts the chief in a bad position where they have, uh, they have the most amount of members in the, um, you know, in their department, you know, uh, most staff, however, I believe it's the second lowest as far as budget is concerned. So it, it it puts them in a hole, and again, with them not even consulting her with her, that does form some mistrust, and I would be angry too, honestly. Yeah. So I guess honestly, the question I kind of want to ask both of you now is that: How do you think you know black officers should go about you know this whole defending of the police and how they should feel about it? Like, you know, whether it be respect or not, like, how do you think you know we should go about treating these officers of color? that, you know, may not be in it, you know, for personal reasons. They might be in it because they truly want people to be for the better. Like, and for us to sit there and talk about police brutality, you know, having such a being a constant topic, you know, how do you think that we on the end can recognize the good from the bad when it comes to these officers? And I'm not even just speaking of officers of color, too. Maybe even some ones that are not of color. But, you know, how do we go about recognizing them? And how do they go about even doing their job for us if they don't even feel like they got the respect nor the gear to kind of put that all in place? Because, again, it kind of goes into a loop where do we really want to defund all the police or do we want to keep, like, maybe a fraction of it? Like, how would you guys kind of go about juggling those things, knowing that, you know, these are also people's lives that we're, you know, playing with here where it comes to putting food on their table and their kids' table. Ultimately, we're trying to have the betterment of everyone, so... I'll let you guys go ahead and kind of take the floor on that one because, you know, I'm kind of intrigued to hear what you guys got to say about that. You want to go first, Dan? Mm, it's, a, it's a tough, it's a tough one. That's a real tough one. Like, because at one point, you you have to feed your family and you understand that. But it's like, I think they should stay on, you know, stay on the side that they've been on. But not in the aspect of of to disrespect us, but it's like we want to see the system reformed. Yeah. Oh. So by them staying there, they they can be the voice inside the department. They can be the they can do their part when they're in, you know, when they're on duty. So like when they see a white officer acting very out of pocket with a black um a black uh suspect quote unquote or a black person um mm-hmm. they can be the voice and say yo chill, 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 don't do that but if it's you know that's that's the only aspect for me i i wouldn't it's it's just a hard question to see like what side you stand on because if you yeah. stand on our side to fight okay that's good we appreciate it but now you're unemployed granted you can find another job but it's like it's and just like this is gonna be even harder. Is is gonna be even harder, but then you gotta take the scrutiny of everybody in your family. Like, why are you still? You know, 
I just feel like it's very conflicting. But I feel like they should stay and be the voice and be the change in the system. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I, I feel like they should stay for this reason. Mm -hmm. Because... Um, especially for new and upcoming um, or expi- aspiring police officers or people in that department in general, mm-hmm. um, you know what you're getting yourself into when you sign up for this. You know that the police has never been highly liked by people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this dates back to years ago. I don't, you know, a lot of you know people don't like the police until they need them. And so, um, yeah, like you said, Jen, I feel like especially for the people of color or different races, they should be that inside person, you know, helping better. And um, also, yeah, okay, you got a pay cut, you know, but you shouldn't become a police officer for the pay. You know what I'm saying? You should, if you want to make money, then you need to do something else entirely. You you better really enjoy what you love. Yeah, yeah. um, You got to have a certain capacity too. Yeah, exactly. And so I feel like the pay shouldn't mean too much. Um, you know, if, if if it's not, you know, it may, you know, you may not be able to go on three vacations in a year. But I mean, if you're still good, able to ho- uphold your bills, take care of your family, that's the main. That's the most important thing. And I'm pretty yeah. sure you'll still get bonuses and everything like that. And, throughout. Good, and you work for the state, you're going to get good Yeah, insurance. exactly. You know, everything's still going to be good throughout. So, yeah, I feel like they should stay um, because you don't want to put your family in a predicament where you have to find somewhere else to work. Or, mm-hmm. um, and besides you leaving because you feel that way, it's not going to help better the it's police. Not, it's it's, not. You know, it's, you're running away from the problem instead of attacking your head on. And, and they will just directly. replace you. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. They might, the replacement so might honestly be even worse than what exactly. you left behind. Exactly. Exactly. So, since we're kind of talking about you know police reform and everything, um, you know, where do you guys feel like in a broader scope the, the direction we're heading as a country? Like, do you think that honestly, that you know, can there really be any real change in America? Is there any way we can kind of see a better light at the end of the tunnel? Like, is there any way that we can see, like, yeah, I can see maybe this year getting improved. I can see, you know, more equality here and more fair opportunities here. And, you know, do you really think there's going to be a real systematic and also socially change in the climate that we call America today? I have um, a lot of, oh, you, you want to go? Yeah, mine's brief. No. um, I feel like in the aspect of the police system, that you just talked about. Um, I, I feel like reform will only happen if they take, if they make becoming a police officer a more rigorous uh, job requirement, like a job, like for a lot of jobs, you need a lot of certifications, a lot of um, schooling. But for police officers, I feel like you could pick up anybody off the street and be a police officer if they have no criminal record and can pass a drug test. So I feel yeah, like- you can the qualification needs to be higher because the standard we hold police to, like, it's extremely high. You have a badge and a gun. You control yeah, my destiny, whether I live or die. Like, it's just, you know, I feel like unless, until we make people get education, because I feel like education really spreads the mind and makes you not so closed-minded. That's true, but then you got some people who are closed-minded and unreal. 
into learning new things, though. So then you got to come but, with a whole strategy on how to tackle them. Yeah, and I feel like you should do, you know, it's just a tough thing to reform, but I feel like we won't even be alive to see. That's what and that's what I was going to say. I feel I do have hope. I'm a very optimistic person. I do have hope that mm-hmm. and faith that there is going to be change in this world. However, because there has been, you know, there had you you want to look at today's world versus how it was in the 60s. That's know? true. You know, I you know, it has gotten better, but I just don't believe that we will be alive to see it. Yeah. That is what it is. And um however, in order for it to happen, our generation and generations, you know, after us, we have to be the ones to make these stands so that they can change. So mm-hmm. I want everyone to have the open-mindedness of maybe it can change because if you have that optimism, then we that that helps us take steps in order to be in the right direction. The minute you sit here and give it up and be like, no, it's not changing, you obviously aren't going to do anything to better it. So yes, I yeah. feel I encourage everyone to feel that way. However, I know there is a sense of realism that has to come into it. So I would not fault you or blame you at all for mm-hmm. feeling that way. You know, it's not pessimism. You're just being very realistic, you know, because even though we have gotten better, history does still show that we have not improved in other significant areas. Mm-hmm. Mm, that boy spit into the... Exactly. I also feel like we should they have to change everything in a whole. Like everything from the constitution to everything. Because I feel like we're living on very older standards. Yeah. And it doesn't really Mm -hmm. But if you change the constitution though, what type of, you know, kind of I guess bar do you really hold yourself in the country? Yeah, because essentially we're kinda at the stance that we're at today where I mean some of it is yeah, it's kind of getting you know a little twisted around in the concept of it. But honestly, we're using the Constitution to keep you know everything kind of in place. You know, along with checks and balances, of course. But you know, a lot of the stuff that Trump is trying to do but can't do is because it's written in the Constitution. You can't do. It's written in these amendments. You can't do. So, do you think really changing the Constitution can have something like that? Because if so, you change Not... the Constitution one time, it's liable to change again. Then that's, that's true. Why it, that's why it hasn't been changed yet. So once you start tampering with stuff like that, then you get into a whole different type of category where it's like, if someone doesn't like something being like this, then I'm going to just go ahead and tweak it right here. It's like Wikipedia. That's true. Okay. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's not a good idea. But How, I, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I just feel like something has to change where it's like the the norms aren't the same anymore. Like, like, like just small things like women having more, you know, leadership roles or or black people or people of color like it shouldn't always just be the white man like just small things like that to where we're just a diverse community Mm -hmm. and just small things like that yeah but yeah go ahead Malik um yeah it's yeah don't change the constitution I feel like but are we really listening to what is in the constitution today anymore um, just because if you want to start off, you know, just by the First Amendment, you know what I'm saying? Like, we exercise that and still get in quote-unquote trouble for it. Yeah. You know, um, you know, just for in, in, in this particular like, year, in this particular instance with the civil rights and everything, 
Mm-hmm. We can't we can't even peacefully protest. And that is in our amendments that we can do so. And I think that kind of just to butt in real quick, I think that when you're talking about those amendments and you know how you know we can exercise the right for free for free speech, um, freedom of assembly and freedom of press and you know to protest and all honestly I feel like those amendments are kind of being used on a situational basis by the government to where this is okay here, but it's not okay here. Like similar to the double standard of the KKK can have open rallies and do what they want to do and carry guns and have militia out. But as soon as, you know, black people kind of take to the streets with, you know, face shields and covering to protect their body, it's automatically assumed it's a riot. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just want to kind of touch on that because I just thought that was a kind of weird double standard that I think that the government is honestly playing the hell of a card of. So, but go ahead, Malik. Um, yeah, and just, you know, just a few of the amendments in the um, Constitution, honestly. The right to bear arms. Yeah, that, and then even getting out of the Bill Tyrannical of Rights. government. <laughs> even even getting out of the Bill of Rights, you know. Um, well, unquote, tyrannical. The amendment that says um, no slavery. Um, we don't have official slaves, you know, but are we, Good you know, sense. but yeah, exactly. That's what I was like, but we're incarcerating people. Just be all based off of skin color, and so you're making them work for yeah. It's hour. like it's exactly. It's like you know, it's not slavery. It's the legalized, mm-hmm. you know, version of it. You know, it's just a tweaked version of it. It's a loophole to get over something. Exactly. Racism still alive. They just be concealing it. Mm-hmm. Facts. One thing. So. That, one thing I've learned is that if somebody want to get around and do something they ain't supposed to be doing, they are gonna find a way and make a new way. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you know, honestly, let's go back to it. It's just like jail. You want to get out of jail? You want to smuggle something in jail? You're going to damn sure figure out every which way on how to get what you need in jail, no matter the, no matter the honestly, the route. Wow. You know what I just read, yo? What? Amendment 20. <laughs> um, the term of the president and vice president shall end at the noon on the 20th day of January. And then it goes on. But the reason why I even, like, the reason why it popped out to me is because Simply because, you know, the Constitution has not been changed, like you guys just mentioned. Mm-hmm. However, Trump is trying to push back the election, which in turn would make his term in office longer than the January of uh, January 20th. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's trying to sit here and change the Constitution and everything secretly. Always is. Always some type of shadiness is going on with that president and that cabinet. Something always being bent the wrong way to where it's a loophole here to where you can do it, but you have to do it this way. But you really can't do it. But we're going to give off the perception. It's just, it's just honestly, I'm sick of the shadiness. I'm sick of all the drama. I'm sick of all the scandals. Like, I just, I know there's going to be drama and scandals with the president, but can we just have, like, someone that don't just be wilding out? Like, somebody's going to be on some, like, let's get the business type shit instead of let's get the tweeting type shit. Like, honestly... I, I feel hella uncomfortable that this man spends more time tweeting every day than he actually does solving issues and problems within no country in the world. Did y'all hear about the shooting that happened outside the White House? Yeah, I heard about it, and they took him to... I forget. They took him to some room, right? Like, it was a regular press room? hmm Yeah. I mean, he's experiencing what we experience every day. All he did was come to his doorstep this time. It's only a matter of time. <laughs> the world's still going on around him. America is still going on around him because he's in that White House, and then he flies to wherever he go and play a couple, you know, holes of golf. Doesn't mean you know he's sitting there, he's protected. You know, like 
He's gonna he's gonna see what goes on in this world. Exactly. He's one of those people that need to see firsthand what goes on in this world. I don't think it's gonna change his mentality as much, but I hope I damn sure hope it gives him a different perspective. You know, I have a question for you, Joe, because I thought I thought about this earlier today. Um and of course, obviously I don't mean this in the literal sense, but do you think like someone of that high position, like the president, do you think they can like like they can simply freely walk around? Obviously they're gonna need their, you know, security and everything like that. They're gonna need those people. But do you think they can just go to like their local, you know, like in DC, like local restaurants and stuff like that? Of course, they're going to get a lot of press and everything. People are going to be like, yeah, you know, let me get a picture, autographs. You know, you know, they're celebrities. You know, all that stuff is definitely going to happen. Yeah. But do you think they can still, like, in a sense? Like, because, you know, for for instance, Obama, you know, he was still up in basketball games and mm-hmm. stuff like that. You know, he, you know, even though he knew he had to live a different normal life, he lived a pretty normal life, you know? Yeah. Like, e- even if you're a good president, obviously someone like Trump, you know, let him be freely. Somebody will probably assassinate him. You know, I don't. I, I don't. <laughs> right. I, I know. What I'm saying. I don't wish that on anybody. But you know, anything can happen. You know, he like riots and stuff like that can start simply off of just him being out there. You know, anything can happen. He can be put in. Any, he can put in real. He can be put in real life danger. Yeah. Um, just to clarify, we are not saying we want any type of assassination. Yeah, not at all. Not at all. Yeah, I don't. No, no, yeah, no. I, I don't. I don't wish death upon anybody. Because Secret Service will knock on your door. Yeah, I don't wish death upon anybody, bro. I really just don't. Just want to clarify I'm... out there, we do not condone any violence towards mm-hmm. the We do not at all. No violence, no none of that. Let's make that perfectly clear. Don't yes. do that statement. And yeah, the reason why I asked that question is because, yeah, you have, you know, just basing off our last two presidents, well, he ain't Trump on mine, and I'm sure he won't y'all's either, but uh, just off the U.S.'s last two presidents. Someone like Trump, like I said, could, you know, he could not get the same warm welcome that Obama would get. Yeah. But, but how, however, you also have the Trump supporters in the, versus the Obama haters. So do you think for someone who... Because there's not going to be a perfect president for everyone. Nah, so, not. Yeah, do you think like... Is, 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 is this post, post-presidential or like during? Oh, during. Uh, I think they're not allowed. I think you just like um like presidents aren't even allowed to drive, so there's yeah, a lot, of, a lot of drive in there. Um, they, in the there's country. a lot there's a lot of restrictions that like probably they they probably can go to a restaurant, but the whole restaurant has to be cleared out, yeah. and it's just like for the liability issues, like they're there to protect you, and you're not allowed to you know. Yeah, when it like, when it comes to a president doing stuff, it's a lot of rules and restrictions they have to abide by. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I know that. I I I didn't know they couldn't drive though. That 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 one is new to me. I, yeah, yeah. That I, I, touch the steering wheel. Mm-hmm. Yo, and, and and that's crazy because like <laughs> yo to not touch the steering wheel for at least four years, mm-hmm. you gonna be rusty. Yo, and then I you know you have you a lead foot. Then you gotta also think like SpongeBob toe. You're you're kind of in safer, you know. You're kind of in less harm driving yourself than you are with someone else driving. But I mean, hey, you know, I don't make the rules. Yeah, that, I think I think it's just like the liability thing. Like, like they might get into a car crash or like just like like they they don't. They, there's like a lot of things. Even if you're the president, you can't say no to. Like you can't do this, you can't do that, and it's all for your safety. Yeah. So yeah, it's like a lot of. 
a lot of things that come with it. Even your 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 family can't go nowhere without Secret Service or yeah. And even after you're done being president, you're still following. You, yeah, you still you still have your own Secret Service. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I mean, come on, you know, That's for some, yeah, for, yeah, that is tough. But some like for like a post president, I feel like people don't, you know, they don't, they forget about them. They're like, oh yeah, you're not president no more, so it's whatever. Like you know, after Trump is finished with his turn, he'll probably just go back to continue making his money. And uh, I don't know, he might got a jail case waiting for him. Oh, that no, that man ain't gonna touch. I'm about to say, I'm about to say, come on, start. come on now. We'll see. <laughs> he could just gonna get probation. He gonna get community. He gonna get community service. Yeah, you just gonna see him outside. <laughs> he's gonna have to cut there, then he can go free. Yeah, they're not gonna. Quote unquote cut. He know too many powerful people. He probably know too many secrets. Mm-hmm. And the why I there was for those exactly, and he got that man Jeff Epstein off. So. Yeah, don't don't mess with that man. Yeah, it's true. I mean, he was part of the Epstein ring. Let's let's be yeah, the, yeah. The, the nasty boys. He <laughs> same sleazy uh, category as Mr. Epstein too. And that's another thing. It's like, yo, for him to be involved with him, like Trump, like, you you could have been doing the same acts, and I'm, he, and and we all believe. I'm pretty sure the majority of people believe that he was definitely. Yeah, you know, yeah, he he's definitely like, because I mean, he visited. Um, Jeff Epstein's island. Exactly. And, exactly. and there's whole proof of everything going on. However, you know, they don't want to still convict this man. They don't, you know, they don't want to give this man his, you know, what he's due. But you know, whatever. I don't I'm not in I'm not in the judicial People system. turn the blind eye to that stuff. I don't even get it. Mm, I don't know if it's just a blind eye. I think it's more so uh people That's might it. be scared. I think it's that plus he paying people off, man. Because like, if you billionaire president. It, if you think That's about it, being a president and you having such confidential knowledge of every inner working that goes on within a country, that even you know the underbelly of what goes on in a country, but you don't publicly acknowledge it, you could honestly handle a lot of people discreetly in your own way if you wanted to. Exactly. <laughs> Billionaire president? Yeah, that doesn't like, sound right. Yeah, like, he has a lot of power. That we just, that we have not Yeah, seen. he had power without even being president. Now. Yeah. He's tapping your phones right now. Yeah, yeah he, he, and now he double up. Mm-hmm. Trump, if you double listen, up. Trump, if you listen to me, huh? just know you getting out that office, huh? <laughs> you, you said <laughs> Trump was double cheeked up. <laughs> yeah, what? But yeah, Trump, if you, if you if you listening to me right now, Trump, just know Secret Service. If y'all listening to, just know Trump. When you get out that office, and I do get in there. I will make this country a thousand times better than you ever okay. dream of. I, th- I, th- I thought you were about to say something. Yeah, I thought you were about to say something. I was about to be like, burr, burr, no, burr. no, no. You got to no. come see me. No. <laughs> I'll be like, and this is where we do the co host, guys. Yeah, because yeah. if he doesn't pop up on the next one, you kind of know what happens. Yeah, nothing like that, y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, we can't save it from this one. The Epstein treatment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, the hooligan treatment. Yeah, no, nah, mm-hmm. yeah, no, nah, I'm not wilding like that, bro. Mm-hmm. They gonna, they gonna really to... take you to the hooligan house. He ain't never gonna leave. Mm-hmm. That's about to make an example. <laughs> yeah, nah, nah, big nah, shackles. Nah. Yeah, no, 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 nothing <laughs> like that. Nothing like that. But um, I think that's a good point for us to wrap this up on uh, this episode right here. I think we talked about a lot of good stuff. And, uh, you know, can I make one shout out real quick before we uh before we close out? Yeah, go ahead. So, 
Um, there's a general, uh, Richard Cart. He will be the next United States Air Force Academy superintendent. He is the first black man to achieve this position. He's also from Richmond, Virginia. Mm. So congratulations. Congratulations. Yes, Big congratulations. Um, it's good to see somebody, uh, a black man in such a high position and a black man from our home state. Um, that yes, is, sir. yes, that is very inspiring. James, it's your home. And, huh? Yeah. Richmond, Virginia. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, you know, I play both sides. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I just want to, I just want to shout him out. Um, you know, be great. Exactly. And continue to make us proud. Yes, sir. We need more people of color in position of power. Exactly. It gives it gives the younger generation confidence and motivation. Yes. All right. So that's been another episode of Without Boundaries for this week. Um, I'm DB. I'm James. All love. I'm Malik, aka Senator Malik. Love you guys so much. And that's it for this week's episode. Catch us next week. Uh, Follow us on Twitter at podcast underscore without. Uh, Listen to us on Anchor, Spotify, um, Google Podcast, and new to the um, list, um, Apple Podcast. So be sure. Ooh! Lovely. Get a little spicy and pricey. Get a little spicy and pricey. Yes, sir. Um, Yeah, just be sure to check us out. Other than that, we out. We out. Deuces. Howdy five.